This episode of the Yesterworld podcast is in part sponsored by all of my amazing patrons. And if you want to help support the making of future content, please check out my Patreon and shop in the description below. And if you enjoy the video, make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Yesterworld podcast. Joining us today is the one and only Alicia Stella from Theme Park Stop. How's it going, Alicia? It's going wonderful. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. So, as you know, I'm really, really bad at keeping up with uh, theme park updates. I've always said that. And lately I've been seeing a lot of chatter about um, both Disney World and Universal, but specifically Universal. It seems like they have a lot going on with a lot of aspects of the park, it seems. So I thought it'd be fun since you haven't been on here in a while and we haven't talked in a while and you're the go-to source for any theme park news, knowledge, and updates, I thought it'd be fun to just make a shorter podcast and talk about what's going on at Universal Studios. Yeah, that there is a lot going on. There's not a lot being announced, right. but there is a lot going on. It's all behind the <laughs> scenes kind of thing. Yeah, whereas Disney will announce things five, six years out, uh, the Universal has a tendency to build first and uh, only finally announce it right before it opens. So we, we have a lot of activity. They don't have any kind of like Disney, like we were mentioning it uh, just before we recorded, that Disney has D23 and like a couple other outlets. Destination but Univers- D, yeah. Yeah, but Universal doesn't really have anything like that, do they? No, they do um, media events and they'll right. have media come out when they're ready, but that's usually three weeks before the attraction opens. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that. So. They're very secretive. And I guess maybe it yeah. has to do with coming from a movie-making background where, you know, usually, you know, they keep a lot of that stuff behind the scenes, like especially the Harry yeah. Potter stuff, which actually it's probably a oh, good yeah. point to launch uh, into the discussion is because I know uh, it's like Jurassic Park and a few others. But maybe let's start with Harry Potter because that's what I keep seeing, you know, pop up. Um, yeah, they they didn't themselves, but someone released uh, a piece of concept art or uh, a teaser image for the coaster. Mm. Uh, it was first released through Pottermore, the official website right. for Harry Potter universe. And what's funny is um, travel agents now have access to it and they're using it for booking tickets. Really? But Universal <laughs> themselves have not released this picture. So it's like they're pretending it didn't happen, but it's out there. And um, if you haven't seen it yet, it's a pretty cool image of um, it doesn't say the name of the coaster. They still haven't announced a name. They just say that. uh a new adventure is coming um, and that uh, there'll be more information uh, early next year, 2019. Uh, but it shows a little bit of coaster track. I assumed it was an official image because I did see that a while back. It, it is. It's copyrighted Universal Orlando. It just wasn't released by Universal oh, Orlando. Gotcha. It was released by Pottermore um, for all the Potterheads out there. And also travel agents are using it because they were given to it was given to them from Universal. It's just unusual that Universal Orlando, because they have their own blog, that they didn't actually post it um, or talk about it yet. So we can expect that. Were they trying to disguise it as a leak or, you know, how that kind of stirs up more. I think it talk. came out a little bit early. I think they were trying to hold off on releasing that a little bit longer. Um, uh, but Pottermore put it out early. And when J.K. Rowling's company does something, you, you can't get mad. <laughs> it only exists because of her. So right. I guess she probably wanted to get it out there or her um, team wanted to get it out there. Um, but it gives us a little look at um, the track and the the new building that they're building. Um, since we talked last time, there's this huge new structure up. Right. And um, and and you can see it, it's like ruins in the poster. And there's also um, some Cornish pixies in the the poster, which is a character we didn't know for sure was going to be uh, on the ride. Right, because they're only uh, in the second movie, right? Their appearance in the in the franchise. Um, I think so. It's the the one where that uh, inept guy is teaching the the, the, the dark arts class and right. he lets them loose. Uh, I can't think of his name. I'm not that. I, I mean, I, I'm a big Potter fan, but I'm not like uh, yeah, super I, into it. I, I only know, know that names. just because I've seen the movie a million times. Gildroy Lockhart is his. Yes, you know. thank you. <laughs> yeah, the the books have like, only read uh, once. Don't underestimate but, them. Right. That's interesting that they're. I think they might have been a bigger part of the book if I remember. Right. I've only read the books once, whereas I've seen the movies a lot more times than I probably should have. 
So other than what's in the image, has there been any other updates about more of what's going to be in the show buildings? Because it seems like there's quite a few of them popping up that you're going to be going through. Well, speaking of the Cornish Pixies, um, let me see. Uh, a couple of people let me know how many animatronics there was going to be really? on the ride. Um, maybe around 10. Hmm. And um, six of them were going to be small. That's what someone said. Six small animatronics. And I'm thinking to myself, when that poster comes out, I know what the six small ones are going to be. Uh, and that's my a, guess that's was really that. really tiny. Those are like, because they're only like, what, two feet high or something like that? If that. They're... Yeah, I think there's going to be a moment where the flying Weasley car is kind of coming at you mm. and it's wobbling back and forth. Um, I suggested to someone that maybe the uh, Cornish Pixies were kind of attacking the car at that moment. Mm. And uh, I, I got a wink. I didn't, I didn't get a yes or a no, but I got a wink. Cause I'm going to guess that's actually pretty, pretty close to the truth. Um, but like that could be interesting. So it seems like then the coaster is almost revolving more around the chamber of secrets then if they're if weasley's car is a big aspect and the pixies which are both they're they're big you know scenes are in the second one uh which one is fluffy in uh the first one and, sorcerer yeah, stone and the devil's snare because that's sorcerer also for the end of the ride we have fluffy and devil's snare so i think it's it's a lot of stuff that hasn't yet been um put into the rides they already have it's like what did we not use yet right. and they're kind of going back to the earlier stories when they first made the rides um the movies hadn't fully come out yet and they were kind of gearing the rides toward things that happen later in the series right. that's why so diagon alley yeah gringotts takes place during the, the the last story so now they're kind of going back and saying so what do we skip and we haven't talked we haven't shown fluffy yet we haven't shown the cornish pixies yet uh, the Flying Weasley car is just a fan favorite, even though it's already on the train and they had it parked out in front of Dragon Challenge. Now we get to actually see it in motion uh, in real life. So that could be exciting. And also because we're not including the kids. Yeah. And that's what's interesting to me is that usually with franchise, like with theme parks uh, based on franchises, they do go for the later movies, which they did. Um, so I find it interesting that they're going way back to because like you said you know devil snare fluffy the pixies those are all from the first two movies so 2001 well, 2003 i think um, one of the one of the buildings um the one that people are they're calling it hagrid's hut but it's a little bigger than that so i'm thinking of it more like a stable um that will have hagrid in it like an animatronic hagrid and also a blast ended scrute um, and that's not in any of the movies. That's something from the books. So really expanding what we're seeing here. So as far as like the devil's snare, is that something you think will be project? Well, I'll start it this way. How much other than the animatronics that you mentioned, do you think it's going to be a lot of projections or a lot of um, just like static props for something like Devil's Snare or uh, Fluffy. Well, Fluffy's probably an animatronic, I would assume. Yes, limited motion uh, figure. But yeah, because we're moving by it, it's going to probably be bobbing its head and barking at us, but standing still. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I'm, I, I want to say no screens. Let's just say no screens. That's what if there's I any say. screens in the queue, in the queue, uh, there might be a pre-show with a Musion effect, like they have at Gringotts mm -hmm. um, with Hagrid and maybe Arthur Weasley. That's something that uh, Attractions Magazine has reported. Um, they may be in the in the in the queue. There might be a Musion effect, but that's I that's fine. There's that's no, fine with me. No screens on this ride. Yeah, I think they're um, trying to. You know, I think ever since Fast and the Furious, especially, um, they're really mm -hmm. trying to. You know pull back from screens because it's it was just getting a little ridiculous and i'm not anti-screen i've always said i think the best like I implementation of screens and practical effects is the forbidden journey ride i i love that mix where i think the screens actually do enhance the experience it's only when yeah. it's you know screen 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 that's when it you know bothers me when it, when it's all around just screens and nothing you know practical or tangible well, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Spider-Man, which um, was a good mix of a lot of right. screens, but some practical, blended well, real fire. Can't mm -hmm. go wrong with real fire. Um, then Transformers, because they had a smaller space, it's right. more screen, less practical. And then you go to Fast and Furious, and right. the, it's all screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even Reign of Kong, so, you know, had at least the few 
little scenes yeah. to set it up. So Devil Snare will probably be another limited motion figure. Well, I think what it's going to be is we're moving into it pretty fast. Um, oh, that's true. So yeah. nothing needs to move out on our way in. We're just passing deeper and deeper into it. And there's, you know, the thick vines around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe toward the end, uh, a lighting effect to simulate movement would be nice. And maybe a couple well-placed moving tentacles. And that's all that they're going to need, really. Because we're totally going to hop that. in there pretty fast and fall pretty fast. So. Yeah, because that makes sense because in the movie, you know, they're all trapped and then they um, use the uh, spell and then the light, you know, flashes and then that's how I think they, you know, drop down. So is it, do you think it's going to be like a constantly moving ride or will there be portions where you stop and then kind of like the mummy where you have high speed and then you stop for a particular scene and then you go or is the whole thing going to be just constant movement? I, I, it's kind of going to be, there's going to be a couple stops, not, not as many as Gringotts, which Mm is way too many stops. (laughs) It's a fun ride, but it's, Mm -hmm. there's never any momentum built on that one. Um, they, there's going to be a lot of the whole middle of the ride is very go, go, go with like three launches in a row. And, um, that, that hut, it's like the second or third scene when you're in the hut, you'll actually stop and Hagrid will have a couple things to say to you, but we're talking like a, 20 second stop not a long stop and then um so another another big animatronic as well for hagrid i assume yeah the hagrid full size talking to you uh showing off his blast ended scroot um and then the when the blast ended scroot uh gets alarmed or something uh shoots fire and we launch out of there and then for the whole then is a a lot of uh go 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 and what's great is now they're building this massive building um, and right. the track goes through it like five different times. Hmm. And at that part, after the blast ended screw, um, you will get launched up and through, uh, like a big stained glass window of this old, uh, decrepit, uh, Abbey. And, uh, I think that's going to be like a very exciting part of the ride. And they call it a family coaster, but just looking at this track, uh, shooting up several stories into the air and going through this building, passing over track from earlier and later in the ride, um, it's going to be, it's hard to explain just how, um, intricate this massive structure is. I think the last time we talked, it, they hadn't even started building it yet. And right. now it's bigger than like the Q building. It's so long and big. Yeah. So is there any, you have any idea how, what the speed is going to be, or is that pretty unknown right now? Like the average speed? I mean, I, yeah, it's pretty unknown right now. Um, I'd say around, uh, mummy speed which Mm. is not that fast it just feels fast um one of the launches or two of the launches might be a little faster than the launch on the um on the mummy because it has to go a little bit higher and a little Mm -hmm. bit farther um because there's a lot of launching it's gonna and because it's close to the ground for most of it it's gonna feel very fast because you're like zooming past trees which they just planted like a hundred trees already and they're not even they're just getting started so yeah, it's going to feel fast. Seems like they're really going all out with this one. Um, and, and there'll be another stop uh, later on uh, before you're launched up that spike straight up into the air. Um, or after, I mean. Hmm. Um, it, it's this crazy. <laughs> it's it, another thing. It's hard to explain. You just you're going past Fluffy. Then you turn left, go into like a cave and just shoot up like four stories straight up 80 degrees and then fall backward and the track switches. So you go backward into the devil's snare. Doesn't sound like what I would consider a family coaster, but maybe it'll be (laughs) a little less. That'll probably be the most intense moment. And people freak out when you go backwards on a ride. If you're ever riding Everest, people lose their mind on that ride because you're going backwards. And that's about the speed I would imagine this would be at maximum. And that's pretty fast for a family coaster. Yeah, well, I guess maybe they upgrade the the term of family that maybe they're more, you know, willing to, you know, I mean, you see kids riding the craziest stuff. So I figure, you know, kids ride rock and roller coaster that goes 60 miles per hour. So, you know, so probably I mean, unless there's anything else um, about that and I'll put I'll put some images in the video because I'm kind of skimming through Google and I'm seeing a lot of really cool images of the exterior. And I think I see the. What you, what you were mentioning that the glass that you're gonna appear to break through the like triangular yeah it's like a it's not yeah it's like a church window right 
Yeah, um, I didn't even notice and and that. we we didn't talk about it, but like this giant structure, um, no one knows what it actually is. It's not anything from the movies or like that we recognize. So um, when everyone thinks this thing, this ride's gonna take place in the uh, Forbidden Forest. And this hmm, could be either yeah. a new location that we've never seen before that's written just for the ride. Um, some people think maybe it's a location that's going to take place in a future Fantastic Beasts movie. But we're seeing it, you know, some 80 odd years later and it's now in ruins. That would to um, me make sense because I feel like if they're going to be going way back to the original movies like one and two, then it makes sense to kind of future proof it a little bit and add stuff from the new movies because i don't i mean they're going to make like probably 20 more of the fantastic beast movies so it makes sense that they wouldn't want to make the the ride a hundred percent based from the you know original um two movies well without having the kids in 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 the ride um that's why i think they're leaning towards hagrid and maybe arthur weasley um because they they don't look like they've aged since you know like the kids don't look like kids anymore so let's do a story with these i think the ride's still set in the same time period as uh, hogsmeade which Mm -hmm. is the mid 90s so um uh, but the theory is maybe this uh old decrepit structure looked new you know 70 whatever years ago in the fantastic beast series because that's a prequel um and that's a, a decent theory other theories are um People point out that when muggles look at Hogwarts Castle, they see old ruins mm. um, and a sign that says "Beware, danger in here" or something. So um, maybe this that. is what muggles see. But they never show that in the movie, even, do they? They only they, they reference no. that in the books. They should have yeah. put that. Yeah, and in even the movie in the concept point. art, though, they should have. Even in the concept art, though, or the the poster, you can see Hogwarts Castle in the background. Right. And this new structure at the same time. And also when you're on the ride, you'll see Hogwarts in the background. So I don't think that's the case because it's it's Muggle Day in Hogsmeade and we can see Hogwarts anyway. Well, they, so they might have they're a, welcome um, to set. they might have a bit of a continuity issue because I know there are plenty of wide shots of the castle in the movie, you know, and I don't recall ever seeing like a structure in the forest unless it'll just take place further back to where they could yeah it's supposed to be farther away just like hogsmeade and hogwarts are farther away from each other than they are at the theme park you know um you can't see hogwarts castle from hogsmeade either but true that's the way they built it um yeah i I, my theory is it's just a whole new location it takes place in uh deep in the in the forest and we've never been here before and you know maybe that'll be explained in the pre-show with uh with hagrid maybe he's like you gotta help me find my creatures they're they're lost in at these ruins in the forest and that's it do you <laughs> that's think they're, are they aiming for a like a summer spring kind of soft opening do you think internally the target date was memorial day of mm-hmm. 2019 um i'm hearing that they're a little behind on some of the construction so we're looking at mid to late summer right now however that's still far ahead of anything that disney's opening next year except for dance parties <laughs> disney's supposed to open uh Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Hollywood Studios. Right. That was supposed to be summer, but it's not going to end up being till fall. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know that. And they're opening Star Wars. Disneyland will open on the summer. Uh, their Galaxy's Edge Star Wars land. Ours here is not going to open until the end of fall, late fall. Really? Which is uh, December 20th, if you're keeping track of when fall actually ends. So expect Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to actually open like the last week of 2019 sucks for me it's like i now that i'm finally in orlando and it's like i'm gonna have to wait all that time to unless i take a trip to disneyland but it's gonna be hard not to watch youtube videos i know that's that's what's hard (laughs) for me like to keep is keeping away once um like as far as new stuff um i'm good at not keeping up with it but when it's actually out it's so hard to avoid like i remember when frozen came out and not that it's a big deal or anything but i still didn't want to know anything about it um as far as i don't know i just like to keep the experience as much of a surprise as far as like when it opens and like point of view videos you know like i'll look at as it's being built and constructed but when it's Mm -hmm. finalized and you know the whole experience i want to keep as um you know away from as possible and i recently heard i guess john williams 
is going to be composing like all of the music for the attractions and the area. That's like the one piece of news I actually <laughs> did follow. Yeah, he's. Um, I think Michael uh, Giacchino is, is. I don't know how to say his last name. I'm guessing on that. He's going to do some of it too. Yeah, I think it's Michael Giacchino, but I've heard it pronounced both ways. Um, he's going to be helping just like he does with the new movies, but um, the main scores for the mm-hmm. attractions will be done by John Williams, just like the original films. I was um, I was listening to the Home Alone song, and uh, someone pointed out recently how that's the most Christmas feeling. Like, if you hear that, it just feels so Christmas, and it's like, that's John Williams at his best. Everyone's like, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, E.T., and I'm like, Home Alone. Somewhere in my memories, I think it's called. It's a yeah, beautiful, it's a beautiful song. song because it starts out so mis- like mischievous, and then it kind of blends into this really amazing like yeah. Orchestra- it's almost Gremlins and then yeah. classic Christmas mixed together. The way he <laughs> which like, Gremlins is a Christmas movie now that I think about it. <laughs> well, the way he uses he utilizes like choirs. I've always loved the way he. It's always really subtle. Um, we're not subtle, but it always just really flows with the music. But yeah, he's. I always think it's amazing that, you know, talk about like a, an accomplishment in life is, you know, he's in just Universal alone. It's like d- did it for E.T., Jurassic Park, Harry Potter. Um, oh, yeah. At the time, Back to the or no, not Back to the Future. What's the uh, Jaws? Um, yeah. Uh, it's just crazy to think how one person. Exiting the, um, the Dragon Challenge ride before they closed it. Uh, it's always like something wicked this way comes mm-hmm. with the choir from uh, John Williams. And I used to call it the John Williams hallway. It's like when you're leaving uh, the fire dragon, you're walking down this hallway and you're just echoing uh, beautiful music. Which is crazy so, how, how much of a imprint he's he has on, you know, even Di- even Disney. You know, it's like with Star Tours and Indiana Jones. Like, so it's to me, it'd be crazy to think like, oh, yeah, I did all like from his point of view, like that he is behind so many like aspects of theme park music. It's just crazy to think how much he has, you know, um, imprinted his, his work into the parks. So speaking of Jurassic Park, let's move over to Good that segue. land at Islands of Adventure. Thank you. Right. So, <laughs> so what's going on with that? Because I know I keep, both in Hollywood and Florida, I keep seeing little blips pop up. Well, in Hollywood, they're re-theming, or it's even more than re-theming, they're redoing the river ride into a whole Jurassic World ride. So there will be no more Jurassic Park at Hollywood. Um, next year, they'll be opening the new uh, reimagined ride, Jurassic World. Um, and it's crazy. The first scene, they're enclosing it. Really? Like, you can see the construction. And the very first oh. scene, the, like, Ultrasaur Lagoon is just being enclosed into oh. an inside space now. So they are very much changing. I don't know how I, I love that, that even though the animatronics don't work half, half the time and they all, you know, could (laughs) use a good upgrade. I've always loved that part with, again, with the music and you really do. It's just like this amazing moment when you, you know. Yeah. I think now it's going to be, um, a Mosasaur, um, uh, eating a shark. I think is going to be the kind of intro scene to the to the ride now, and I hate to say it, but it, they're probably going to put a screen in there, um, uh, maybe just an underwater tank viewing area screen because I think that would be more believable than like a a set extension screen, you know. Than building like a one thousand foot animatronic. <laughs> that too, that too. I I I feel like there might be an animatronic mosasaur, maybe just his nose coming out of the water because right. that's all you're going to be able to fit there. But yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. It'll end with the um, the Indominus Rex chasing you instead of the T-Rex. And at the very end, the T-Rex will still come out and he'll save okay. you from the Indominus. So maybe so we still have the maybe same as you're Maybe as you're going up the lift, that's when the... Um, I've only seen the fr- I've only seen Jurassic World once, and I've I haven't even seen the new one, so I'm going to butcher the names. But um, the main bad dinosaur i guess so he'll yeah, be Indomin- chasing you up the lift. verizon wireless presents indominus rex <laughs> oh that's right that's what that's its name in the movie but yeah i think when you're going up there i haven't been on the hollywood version but i think there was a t-rex um kind of like uh, chasing your a, a pop-up t-rex yeah, while you're a, going up i forget the differences but yeah at least in that one and maybe i thought they and, were in both and of i them. think but instead, yeah a t-rex pops down kind of like the scene with the kids yeah. in the car Instead of that, we're going to get an Indominus um, kind of chasing you, pops up. 
um, and then you hear the footsteps and Indominus will come up on your left and then the T-Rex will come out and start fighting the Indominus as you fall down the drop. So the raptors, so you still get your Rexy. do you think they'll be in there or maybe move to another section? Because blue is a big icon. The whole first half of that ride is going to be totally different. So I don't know where, Mm. but yes, you will see blue. Uh, No more Dilophosaurs, though. Eh, I'm okay with that, I suppose. I mean, it's it's one of those... We're getting spit on. (laughs) I never even... The funny thing is, like, even though Jurassic Park, the original, is, like, one of my favorite movies of all time, I have a hard time with that ride because I really don't like super steep drops. I don't mind Splash Mountain or Dudley Do Right, but I really don't like those kind of drops where, like, free fall. I hate the feeling of free fall. So as much as I would love to ride Jurassic Park, like, every time I go, I just, I I, I have a hard time with that drop. But I will ride it 100% sure when or if they end up closing or redoing the one here, which I assume is probably inevitable. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's up in the air still. I think I think they may have decided, but in the last couple of years, they've been going back and forth on whether or not to change Islands of Adventure into Jurassic World or not. Um, they greenlit a coaster, a roller coaster, to be built there. Over the lagoon, um, right? And when, or... Yeah, in front, in front of the Discovery Center mm-hmm. and through the Triceratops Encounter. Um, and it's probably going to be raptor based because the raptor encounter is so popular, mm-hmm. but I still have no confirmation on whether or not it's Jurassic World or Jurassic Park. Um, I do know they're going to give, uh, the river adventure a really big update. Good. Um, <laughs> Needs not, one. not this season, but next winter, I think it'll close for an extended amount of time and we'll maybe get some new dinosaurs and some fixes, whether or not it's Jurassic World may depend on how well the new version at Hollywood is received. It'll do just fine. So I'm sure like I'm just I'm I'm going to be I'm going to take the pessimistic angle and just assume that we only have another year or so left of um, going into the Jurassic Park, you know, before they redo yeah, the signage. And, a, and I mean, it makes sense from a financial a safe way. You know, business. It's a safe way to look at it, because then anyone who's hearing this, go to Islands of Adventure right. and enjoy Jurassic Park while it's Jurassic Park. And again, you I know. always I always. You know, I, I always try to see it from the business side of things because it makes sense. You know, Jurassic World is insanely popular. And so it makes sense. You know, it's just always sad because, again, Jurassic Park is like my one of my favorite movies of all time. So I've always loved going through those arches and seeing that from the movie and hearing the, the score and seeing the, you know, um, the dinosaurs and everything. But I understand it makes sense. Um, complete sense, but I but I also wouldn't be surprised if they want to keep one version of the original movie. Right, you know, exactly. Have have it, and that's what you know. people are hoping. And I think that's smart in a way because, what like with Star Wars Land, I'm curious how. I mean, I know it's going to be pretty much identical, but I'm really curious to see if there will be any differences in terms of the attractions and the environment. Because I've always thought it's a little smarter, and I could be totally wrong. But to keep one different or have them phrasing this wrong, like keeping them different. So then you have incentive to visit one and then the other, you know, like I don't think they're going to be much different. I think the only difference is Disneyland's going to have a third entrance um, and we're not going to here in Orlando. I think that's literally going to be the only Hmm. there's a little bit more room there. Um, And but okay, here's the big difference. Orlando will have a hotel attached to Star Wars. That's right. Because we have more room here. so Yeah, space-wise, I know they always end up making concessions. But I guess for me, like, for instance, if both of them are identical, I have no incentive to go, other than because it's coming out earlier, I have no incentive to go visit <laughs> the other one versus, Yeah, but they, you know, they got cars land over there, so it's, it's still worth a visit. That's true. You know, at least they, because that originally was going to come here too, um, and they decided on Toy Story Land instead. So that's the difference between those those two different uh, resorts, at least. Yeah, I guess it makes sense to. In a, I'm sure it's cheaper to build when you're duplicating everything rather than coming up with completely different plans. Oh yeah, at least in the development stages when you're thinking it all up. Um, so speaking of Jurassic World. Universal Beijing is under construction right now, and they are getting a Jurassic World land straight off the bat, not a conversion. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what they get. 
um, because there were patents uh, recently filed for what looks like a gyrosphere ride. Um, and since theirs is going to be Jurassic World right out of the gate, you know, they might do something a little different. Um, something that definitely no one else is getting anytime soon, but there are rumors maybe it would be at the fourth gate here in Orlando. They might just throw in an Indominus right. ride there and keep our Jurassic Park classic. That that's, I like it when they find uh, solutions like that, if that were to happen, like a happy kind of halfway point. Um, right. Because again, I mean, that's it all. I think it all really comes down to space and money, you know, in terms of getting rid of an attraction. A lot of the times it's because there is no room and so they have to replace it. Mm -hmm. But then other times it's a financial thing. But I would love to see them keep, you know, have it that way where you can still keep the original Jurassic Park in at least one of the parks. And it makes yeah. sense for the, where'd you say, Beijing? Yeah, because, that's where they're building it now. Yeah, because Jurassic World did really well overseas, especially oh, yeah. even more than... Um, well, and know. that way here in Orlando, they can still promote, you know, a new Jurassic World ride, um, but at the same time, not have to spend the money to convert like the visitor center or all of the signage and all of the ride that's here in an Islands of Adventure just to make it not still a perfect right. Jurassic world anyway. Like at least it's just the ride in Hollywood. So they only have to convert an mm -hmm. arch in the ride and that's it here. There is a lot more to, to think about when they're having to change it and none of it's going to look like the actual Jurassic world. Right. So a uh, rumor is maybe just a big box, one ride gyrosphere ride, like uh, full on transformers with a gate, like that building just plopped down in the fourth gate um, in a land of monsters and it's like here's the Indominus ride and that in would a be larger cool. world. Like I, because I actually really liked the concept of Jurassic World. I loved the idea of bringing it back and that kind of uh, ego and thinking, oh, we can do it right this time. And I, I really did like what they created at, in terms of the atmosphere and the attractions because it makes sense, I guess, in a way that you know, that would be the evolution of the tour, you know, rather than being on a vehicle mm -hmm. on a track that, yeah. you know, other than the fact that it'd be the worst liability issue in any theme park <laughs> history. But I like the idea of Jurassic World as a park. So it would be cool to see that brought to life in its own land. Like I would be yeah. totally for Without that. having to retrofit a river right. adventure, which doesn't feel like the new movie at all anyway. So what's the point? Well, and the river um, adventure is from the original novel. That's why they, right. you know. But I, it's like, you know. it's already, it's Jurassic Park enough, but I don't see Jurassic World enough. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like if they were to retrofit it as Jurassic World, it wouldn't feel Jurassic World just because you painted the boats blue. Well, because what I always heard, I'm not sure if it's true, was that originally, because, you know, the the tour in the book, I'm pretty sure, was a raft ride, a river ride. And that's why they built the ride as a river ride. And then at some point during yes. production, Steven Spielberg, and I think it was for the better, for the best, but he, you know, changed it to a vehicle. I think there were storyboards for a river, uh, a raft escape were, yep, scene that movie. was cut out. So, uh, but the, the ride was being developed at the same time as the movie was in pre-production. So, uh, the team was kind of told, you know, we got to make a Jurassic Park ride and handed the book, not handed the script. Mm. So I think that's, that's part of it. And then as time went on, they're like, well, we already got all these plans. So, you know, maybe we'll draft up something for a sec, a second ride at, uh, our larger, um, Islands of Adventure Park when that opens. Right. And there was talk of a Jeep ride coming later, but it, it, the more they thought about it, they're more like, well, but it's hitting all the same story beats right. that we already got on the river ride, so there's no point to it. So when you say but they yeah, it was just developed at the same time. Sorry. So when you say they greenlit um, the Jurassic Park coaster, how, I mean, what does that mean? Like, just someone proposed well, it and they said, yay. No, there are permits. Mm. There are permits for um, showing where it's going to go, how it's going to affect uh, water drainage and all that stuff. The stuff that has to be public. That's some, that's mm -hmm. the stuff that's fun to me because uh, it, it kind of gives you an idea of what they're thinking. Um, but also, uh, I here, let me just tell you what all the rumors are okay. real quick. We run through it. The uh, Triceratops encounter 
mm-hmm. uh, old walkthrough attraction that's right. been closed for years. Right. Uh, they started moving all the props out of there and selling them. They have the prop shop next door at Universal Studios Florida, and people can buy props from rides. And they were selling um, a shovel <laughs> that was it says poop scoop on the on the tag. Recently, for three hundred dollars you can get. Yeah, re- it's still for sale if you want it. Really, I didn't. I I went yeah. there a couple of weeks ago and I didn't see it. No, it's right when you enter the prop shop on the right side, there's a a giant bag that says Dino Chow. That's $300. Um, Most of the, they had stuff from the electric fence, like the Hmm. blinking lights and stuff. Most of that is sold. Um, They even have the button, the button that uh, lowers and raises the um, feeding thing for the raptors. When did they? I swear that might be be from the movie. When did they add the, because I was in there during Halloween Horror Nights and I didn't see. It was there. Any, really? Oh, I was there. As soon as you huh. enter on the right, uh, Maybe they were uh, sold I'll send you then. a picture. Uh, most of it is sold, but the, they have they had three bags of Dino yeah. Chow. So they still had a Dino Chow bag and the poop scoop shovel <laughs> and uh, a couple other things as of um, the last day of Halloween Horror Nights. I was there and they really? still had it. Yeah, I went on the 1st of November, I think. But You know the Stranger Things table right when you walk in? It's right to the right of that. I'll have to, I actually might be going there tomorrow, so I'll have to look. Yeah, take a look. Because I would, but the button, do you have a picture of the button that you were mentioning? Uh, I do. I will show you it. I, I really wonder because they had uh, the the tore up one. I swear it was the tore up one. They feed the cow to the raptors in the first movie uh, sitting in the queue, uh, the walking mm-hmm. part of the Triceratops encounter. I had no proof. No one's ever told me that. But just looking at it, I was like, that's got to be from the movie. It makes sense. Um, you know. And they had the button that lowers it down sitting next to it. And that button was for sale. So you got to wonder how much they just the didn't realize for? that. I don't know. I think it was like maybe a couple hundred. <laughs> uh, I have a photo somewhere. I'll give him. I'll give him twenty bucks. Like I, that's why I wish I was just like <laughs> filthy rich. hundreds of dollars. And I could just store. be like, I'll, I'll buy the cow. I'll buy that. You know. Um, so that yeah. So where can the can the average Joe like me like look up this kind of stuff to see the permits and get um, an idea, or is that you kind of have to know how to maneuver um, around um, stuff? You can go to the city of Orlando, uh, cityoforlando.org. Um, I have a link on my um, latest video all about, about the Jurassic Park coaster rumors. And in my uh, notes, in my uh, references, I have a link to the permit that's public. Mm. Uh, but to get some of the maps, you have to do uh, 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 the freedom of, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> the, the, the thing that you have to request through the city. And then mm. you're not allowed to actually show it to anyone because they have to request through the city. Uh, and that's how I got some of my... Um, the acreage of where the the ride's going to uh, go. So you get the information, but you just can't Freedom share of information the visual. Right. Of, yeah, that's interesting. Right. So yeah, going so back, so I got then going back to that, what um, what do we know? I guess of the coaster. Um, it's going to be a similar ride system or the same ride system as the Harry Potter coaster, according to uh, sources I've talked to, hmm. uh, and that's an Intamin um, multi-launch uh, coaster. Um, the people that I talk to think it's going to be like Tehran in Fantasia land in Germany, which is the longest multi-launch coaster in the world and the fastest multi-launch coaster in the world. Mm. Um, it goes like 73 miles per hour. It intersects with itself. Like it overlaps itself in the most, uh, spots of any coaster ever. Mm. So it's able to fit the longest coaster in the smallest amount of space um, and I think with the Triceratops encounter plot, which is just a little bit smaller than all of Camp Jurassic and the Toronodon area, um, you're, you're able to put the whole Terran ride in there uh, with a little bit overlapping in front of the water, which is where this coaster is supposed to go. So uh, people seem to think they want to build the newest, fastest coaster, uh, multi-launch coaster in the world. Makes um, sense. And like the Hulk at its most fastest part is 67 miles per hour. And if they were to beat 73 miles per hour, even by a half, you know, that's going to now make it the fastest ride at universal Orlando. So, uh, and it would definitely make that park like a thrill ride park in that it'll have three coasters now. Um, and, uh, three water rides. Interesting. I didn't, I didn't know how, how far they were along with it, but it, but I assume they haven't done any, I mean, I think you mentioned that some of the trees were marked, for 
to yeah, be removed, there's, but there's, they haven't done anything, yeah. I don't think. No, I think what I heard was they shifted around their schedules, and this one's actually been bumped a year later than originally it was scheduled, mm. um, so that they can have the same team that's doing the Potter Coaster move over to this uh, one as soon as Potter is ready. Uh, so right now all we're seeing is kind of minor prep work from another team getting everything situated. Um, right now they have the Raptor Encounter meet and greet, which takes right. place right where the entrance to Triceratops was. We're actually going to see that move across the walkway over to where the games are now. Oh, that makes um, sense. So no, gonna, one, no, I never see anyone playing those game, those carnival oh, games. Oh, they're staying. They're just getting moved over, I think. And I like... I like those guys. They're not the worst. <laughs> the ones over in Toon Lagoon aren't the best, but I like these games because like they have the the egg one where you mm -hmm. pick an egg and you scan it and it tells you what dinosaurs inside. I love that, and you win a prize every time. It's cute. One day I'll have to um, just spend like what ten bucks and just try them all because I've never actually done any of them. Uh, you can get an all day game pass where you have access to all the games for whatever money it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, they just always say that when I walk by. Whenever um, I try to, whenever I try to look at the raptor encounter, I always get either shooed away or they do the, um, oh, can I help you with something? And I'm like, no, I'm just you know, trying to kind of look at it because I don't really want to do the encounter. I just want to see it sometimes, but they would shoo <laughs> me away. Yeah, and they used to have it open, but they put plants there just to keep you from because yep. it would block the whole pathway. So they're going to move raptor across the path. Um, just to the right of the river adventure. So it'll kind of be like river adventure entrance and then raptor entrance right next to it. Hmm. And it might be temporary just while they do the construction right. for the new ride. Um, because the new coaster is supposedly about raptors, it's a good possibility that they'll move it back once they're done with construction so that while you're waiting in the queue, you can watch the raptor encounter happening. Makes sense. So like people can, that way you can get a good look at it while you're waiting in, in your board and, and outside queue. <laughs> That's cool. And, and again, that kind of thing, I never care when they, you know, even if it's a movie I'm not a fan of, I don't mind new attractions. I'll write anything pretty much, but it's when it has to replace something. That's when it gets, you know, yeah. sad for me. Um, so is there anything going on in, um, I have no idea, uh, in the other, in Universal, you know, studios, the non-Islands of Adventure with yeah, Fear we Factor? Yeah, we got new rumors. Yeah. Um, Fear Factor will live forever. <laughs> Fear Factor and I, Shrek will outlive us all. I feel like it's always it's always on the chopping block, and then yeah. like it never goes. It anywhere. just started new shows um, a few last week. Now that uh, Halloween Horror Nights is over, the the Fear Factor is back. Because I had heard, um, and I've probably mentioned this before, that originally the Ministry of Magic was going to be built yeah. over there, and then that got tossed aside during and, press. Yeah, during press previews for Diagon Alley all the way back in the day, they were actually like telling people right. like one day we're going to build the Ministry of Magic outside London because that's where it belongs. And you'll see right over here. And hmm. and uh, I think that that's one of the ideas that when they got the, the land and they right. got permission to build a new theme park on the land, they're like, well, maybe one day. But for now, we have much bigger fish to fry. Right. So you already have enough Harry Potter here. Let's go build Harry Potter down there. <laughs> and, yeah, and then Nintendo is probably going to be going over. Yes, and that's what I was going to talk about. Um, originally, Super Nintendo World was going to go into the kids zone right, at Universal Barney Studios and, Florida. Yeah. Um, and they canceled that because, I mean, they, they had work walls up and everything. They were they, they had told the actors for Barney that they didn't need to come in yeah. after December of last year. Like, they were really closing everything yeah, down. And then... And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, they because they had a lawsuit going on hmm. to get permission to build that um, to build on the new land, uh, a theme park like they bought a thousand acres of land and it wasn't uh, zoned for theme parks. Mm -hmm. And then they won the lawsuit. And the next day they like canceled the kids zone Nintendo plans. They're like, well, we need this to anchor our new park. Um, same thing happened with Jurassic Park. It was supposed to go where Men in Black is now, and then they decided they're going to make a new theme park next door, and they moved it over there, which hmm. just means I have to wait three more years to go on Nintendo rides. Well, and the funny thing is, like, I don't even remember who, like, when I was at Halloween Horror Nights, our group just joined another group, and some guy, I don't even know who he was, but I just heard him talking that... And maybe you've heard something that maybe that area, the kid zone, might become a Pokemon uh, themed yep. area. That's what he was saying. I think that is 
there's a very good chance of that. And that seems to be the consensus. I haven't, I don't have any sources on this myself. Um, but the people I've talked to who claim they have sources, they, that's, that's what, what they're hearing. Saying that he had seen concept drawings or something tangible that it was going to be some Pikachu Pokemon themed, um, land or at least a few attractions. So I thought that's interesting. Yeah. Unlike um, Super Nintendo World with uh, Mario Kart and Donkey Kong and Yoshi, which was going to take over um, Woody Woodpecker, uh, the roller coaster, and Curious George, and Barney Goes to Town, and the Animal Actors stage, this was this instead is going to leave the Animal Actors and take over everything below that. So it's going to be a smaller land, probably just like one ride and one little thing instead of three rides. Um, but a, it's still a massive ride. So it'll be taking over Woody Woodpecker, Barney, and... Uh, um, Curious George. That makes sense. And we get to, in either variation, E.T. was always staying. Yeah, so instead there, of it being be its own, including E.T., it's more like E.T. is now technically part of Hollywood or something. And this is the the new kid's own land. And um, so it'll be Pokemon-themed? Um, other Anything more what, than that? Um, some people are claiming, um, uh, shout out to Dan at Midway Mayhem, uh, claiming that it's going to be a Pokemon Snap Safari ride, hmm. Interesting. which would be, and I have heard I it would be whatever it's going to be. <laughs> I heard whatever it's going to be is going to be interactive and that is an easy way to make it an interactive experience. That so, would be actually pretty uh, fun. Could, almost like a shooting gallery game, but because I remember Pokemon You don't Snap. hurt them. Yeah, I remember Pokemon. <laughs> Without hurting them. That was one of my favorite games for the Nintendo 64. So that'd be fun, actually. You know, like, you get scores oh. based on the angle you take them. Yeah. That'd be fun. Exactly. Uh, and use, like, sensors or whatever to right. let you um, maybe purchase a picture that you took on the ride, theoretically. Smart. <laughs> um, and, and if they're really smart, popular. they will have like Pokedexes for sale and you could walk around oh, all of fun. Universal Studios and capture hidden. Have you ever done um, the Agent P's World Showcase Adventure at Epcot? Um, no, I don't think so. It's really cool. Like you use an app on your phone or if you don't have a compatible device, they'll give you a little phone and every single country has a oh, mission. Oh, the bird and thing, right? That, the bird. And in that mission, I'm so out of one bird. of them is a bird. Like the blue bird I always <laughs> see with like a hat, detective hat. Like, I sound like it's an a, old man, but... He's a platypus. Okay. I, I have seen <laughs> that character around. Agent platypus. Harry the platypus, Agent okay. P. Um, what's cool is that every nation has its own mission, and there are it's so well hidden, in incorporated into the land, that unless you're playing the game, you would never know it's there. Um, but there's little icons everywhere, kind of like the interactive wands right. at Harry Potter. And you use your app to kind of activate different things. And, okay. like, if you're standing in France long enough, you might see Agent P... Um, like kind of uh, uh, zip line between the buildings because they have animatronics. Huh. If I they did that with a Pokedex and you're capturing hidden Pokemon throughout the, the park, they I'm would sold. make so much money. I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was in the Germany pavilion and I remember seeing that and I was so confused. I was like, Oh, I, mm -hmm. I don't know that character. Kind of like the sorcerers in the magic kingdom. Right. It's like, what are they doing over there? And you want to kind of get that, in on it. That sounds like Except a really this, good idea. Like, yeah, you know. if you're listening, Universal Creative, sell these Pokedexes, $50, <laughs> just like the wands, and that's the only way you can capture Pokemon. Except give, give them to us for free for inciting the the, the idea and giving it traction. <laughs> I've been talking about it for two years. They, they probably heard about it from me already. That would be really I'm going to claim they still do. So then... So, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the, the most solid rumor. Um, and also... A different person already claimed, uh, someone who usually gets good inside information, that KidZone was for real going to close after the holidays. Yeah, so put two and two together, it looks pretty obvious. Hmm. I am all for that. You know, again, it's because it's not taking over anything I am attached to. And I, you know, I, I, I was actually really addicted to Pokemon Go for like the first two um, stages. And then it got to where the Pokemon that I didn't really grow up with that's when i kind of lost interest uh, yeah but for that like year long period i was addicted to that so that'd be fun to you know like bring that back in a way and of course the um there's still rumors that a legend of zelda land would take over lost continent at islands of adventure i didn't hear that but i wouldn't see that you didn't hear that no, that's I didn't. um we we lost the voyage of sinbad that closed permanently right yeah 
um, and the theater is just kind of sitting there empty. So um, Legend of Zelda is uh, Theme Park University. Josh over at Theme Park University is um, put out an article saying that's going to be Zelda. No, no word on what kind of timetable that is, though. I think they have so much going on. Um, see, that's uh, that. I don't. Uh, I don't think I would. That doesn't seem to fit. Not not the story, but I don't see how the theming would fit between that unless they redid that entire area. Oh yeah, they're gonna tear it down to the ground. Uh, Why the don't we just thing I think that? I mean, like that, that whole that whole what's, yeah no um, from, Poseidon's Fury. Yeah, so they'd have to totally rethink. Oh, that I think the, if anything, they'll tear the facade off and leave the um, the show building. Uh, but more than likely, they're just gonna tear that whole thing down. The only thing I would see say being saved is um, the kitchen of Mythos, the mm-hmm. the restaurant, and just keep the kitchen and build a new restaurant and build a whole new um e-ticket that takes over the spot of like so one and a half the, do you th- are you thinking and, that it would be like a mini nintendo land or just like hyrule from zelda in that section just, yeah just hyrule hmm. and um that'd be interesting either a small show and uh, a dark ride would be nice because we need more inside rides there I, I or even see, an indoor boat ride you like know, a, i guess if adventure. they if they kind of harken back to the original like the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, that town, I could see it because it does have that kind of, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> Some but. of the rock work could be saved, I think, if they repainted it to be a little more medieval because it's medieval. And that, I think, you know, if you take away the bazaar and make it more a medieval village, I think it could work. I think it could. It still, for me, it'd be a little jarring to go from uh, like Harry Potter to the legend of Zelda. But I think if they did it well enough, <laughs> it's not jarring from going from colorful Dr. Seuss to lost. <laughs> I think sometimes because we're familiar with something uh, a, yeah. a way, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Zelda. It's one of my favorite game franchises. So I'd love to see that. I just hope that it would fit like thematically, but if they redid that whole area, then, you know, yeah, I think that's what they would do. And Hey, interactive idea. Um, you get to smash all the clay pots. That'd be fun. So, <laughs> you, Just walk up and down the uh, the pathway and smash all the pots and see what you can find. That'd be fun. Do you think that the attraction of Poseidon will stay? The no, I don't think so. I think I think they're moving away from actor driven and walking attractions at all the parks, and hmm. I think the, the the they just don't get high enough guest satisfaction ratings as. Even and even if it was the same thing, but in a ride vehicle, people would like it better. And and that's just the way way of the world now. Like we're, getting we're losing. <laughs> well, look at the Fast and Furious ride. They they took something that was uh, a pre-show and right. an interactive show, and then a little ride at the end, and made it a ride that has the pre-shows. Well, one of them on the ride, two right. of them. So it's like two pre-shows standing, then two pre-shows on the ride. No more shows. And no more spielers, like just getting rid of them one by one, yeah, uh, or I mean, giving our, them such small the, parts. That the it's attention barely... span of our, well, even my generation, like you know, I, I I can see them doing that. I've always enjoyed Poseidon for what it is. I do it once in the a while. Are cool. If there's no line. Oh, that water um, tunnel is awesome. That's that's like my favorite part. That's really what and I ride it for. And the door thing, the door opening with the laser is pretty cool too. Yeah, the the water wall and the laser door is probably um, the two elements that I really not write it but walk through it for i actually I, I like the, theming, the original though, version area. have you ever done the original version uh i don't the, mm. it was short-lived um but when the park first opened it had completely different projections different characters really um huh. and the end scene excuse me the end scene when the um like the room gets all bigger and stuff for our, the the climactic battle and then the, it gets dark and then the room's small again in the original version, it ended with the room looking like the first room you were in. Like really? that first room where he's reading the stuff hidden with the right. flashlight. That room is the end room looks like it afterward. Like you've been magically transported and it blew my mind. Hmm. Like you go through, you think you're back in the original room. Like all of it was like a, like a fantasy. Right. And we're just right back to where we started because they had like two different shells, the and the shell that would fall at the end of the ride would be a shell that looked like the original room. Oh, I see what and you they kind of dropped that. They dropped that concept, so because it was too confusing to guess, but, or they weren't getting it. And now it's just a the end room is always the end room. Huh. So how it was pretty that, neat though. You gotta watch for? a video. 
couple maybe of years? Maybe a year and a half. Oh, wow. Maybe two years. That yeah, it was good. quickly, um, quick, quickly reworked just to be more understandable, like an easier, because uh, it wasn't it wasn't clear if Poseidon right. was a good guy or a bad guy. So only so the, they only added the ending, that, or was there were there L, other parts of the attraction that were different? The door and the water tunnel were the same, but the whole spiel became different, and the, all the projections became different. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. So the only other, um, if there are any others, let me know. But the other rumor that I kept seeing pop up, or maybe it's not really a rumor, is that there was some new showcase of a new ride vehicle system. And they're thinking it might be for Mario Kart, if I'm, um, or maybe I'm told. Yeah, I'm off. working on a video right now, actually. Um, Dynamic Attractions uh, at the IAPA um, convention just recently unveiled their newest uh, concept, ride vehicle concept, uh, called the Dual Power Coaster. And what's amazing about it is it's technically a coaster, but you put a fake floor uh, down to cover the track. So all you see is a ride vehicle that in their video, it just looks like um, like a slot car. It looks mm -hmm. like a Mario Kart car. Um, and with, because it's technically a coaster, it can do coastery things like it can launch. Um, it can uh, go upside down, hmm. but it's also got a motion base. So it can do everything Transformers can do. Um, but it's also on a coaster. And Gringotts can kind of do that, right. but only when it's standing still with Gringotts. Huh. The, the track itself is the motion base. So it can spin on Gringotts, but it can't like tilt, but it can tilt when it stops on the track. This can tilt while it's moving. So it's, so it's first almost its like kind. a combination between like the Indiana Jones ride vehicle, Transformers yes. and a coaster. Yes. And a couple other things that um, has never been seen before. Um, but the thing is, the video that they use to demonstrate all of the different things it can do happened to show every single thing that's rumored for the Mario Kart ride. And it showed it in a way that looked like a video game uh, racing ride. Hmm. So immediately everyone's uh, like uh, messaging me on Twitter and they're like, is this Mario Kart? And all I can reply back is, well, Dynamic Attractions is the company that's doing Mario Kart. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> but then it seems weird um, that they wouldn't keep that under wraps yeah. if it's being built right. this specifically is for, for sale. Hmm, this is a video weird. saying that's make kind of your own odd. this ride. That's kind of odd. So I though. doubt it would be. Yeah, I doubt it would be the Mario Kart ride because they wouldn't be selling it. That Universal usually has exclusive rights on new ride right. systems from people. <laughs> they wouldn't want to. So, they wouldn't spend the money developing a new ride system and say, yeah, well, you can sell it. Maybe Disney will buy it. You know, there's no way. <laughs> and if you look at aerial photos, sat satellite photos of Universal Japan right now, the whole uh, ride building is built for Mario Kart, and you can see the track for the Yoshi ride. And it's the same plans that were going to go into the kids zone. So mm. the plans haven't changed uh, in the last couple of years from what they're building in Japan. So um, and this is a new ride system. I think what this might be is maybe they pitched this to Universal and Universal's like, you know, we want our Mario Kart ride to be for all ages. And this is a little too intense for us, mm. being that it's on a coaster base. Uh, and we right. like there's a lot of simulated speed in the Mario Kart ride with like moving backgrounds and stuff and moving objects. Uh, and but the, for the most part, it's uh, just a, a regular dark ride that just feels fast. This would be more of a coaster that is fast. So I don't think you'd be able to take in all the scenery as well with this one as you would on the, the Mario Kart ride. They even had augmented reality in their video, which is like the main rumored thing for Mario Kart. So that's pretty it's very interesting. interesting. Maybe they got fired. Maybe uh, Universal fired them and they're not doing Mario Kart and they're like, they're well, we're going to sell all our really good ideas. That would be really funny. And they're beating them to market because they're they have a coaster coming out using the system in. Oh, I'm going to get it wrong. I think it's Malaysia next year, but it's coming out next year, which is um, a whole year, maybe a year and a half before Japan opens Nintendo. Hmm. We'll look at what happened with Beastly Kingdom when they canceled that project and um I don't know if fired is the right word, but kind of let the people that were working on that, some of them got to go to other aspects of the Animal Kingdom development and others, I think, were let go. And they went over mm -hmm. to Universal. And then that's how we got the Dueling Dragons, Dueling and, a Dragons few, yeah. and a few other elements. Flying Unicorn. Yeah. So that would be funny. Yeah. That they well, all of Merlin would. That'd be hilarious. Which is now hot. If, if uh, Universal pulled the same thing, you know, by firing a team and then they went over and did something with Disney, that would be pretty ironic. So I think 
I, I personally believe Dynamic Attractions is still doing the Mario Kart ride. I just think it's sticking with a, a simple bus bar system. Um, and it's really all the bells and whistles around that make that ride special. Mm. Uh, not necessarily the ride system itself. That makes sense. So it's, you know, classic dark ride type system, but uh, a lot of new and uh, just having a dark ride that isn't screen based would be really nice at Universal. Right. Um, but also seeing, you know, uh, eight or nine different uh, racetracks from uh, Mario Kart in one ride would be pretty incredible. And if we were going 50, 60 miles per hour on a coaster, I don't think we'd notice it as well. Yeah, it seems like there's, I mean, Again, they're probably, you know, it seems like they're really trying to play catch up with or not catch up, but they're trying to compete with Disney right now, especially with all the well, all of what they have going what's on. What's funny is a lot of what Disney's doing is answers answers to or at least Disney here in Orlando is answering what Universal has done because mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of stagnation at Disney. Uh, while they were rebuilding and building up their, um, like redoing Fantasyland um, to try to make it, you know, more modern and right. uh, be set for the next 20 years. Um, and then they they kind of rested on their laurels a little bit, just kept raising prices. And Universal kind of breaks the mold with uh, Harry Potter twice. <laughs> and uh, Pandora was their first answer to Harry Potter Hogsmeade. And now Star Wars is going to be their answer to Diagon Alley. But at the same time, they're also, you know, they're building too. screen rides now. Their their flight of passage is a simulator screen ride, and uh, it's the next evolution of screen ride. It's really good. And right. Millennium Falcon is going to be a simulator ride, and the um, rise of the Resistance is going to be very close to like a Spider Man ride, head up by uh, the designer of Spider Man who left Universal to go work for Disney. <laughs> so they're kind of swip swapping right universal's moving more toward practical and doing some coasters and disney's moving into the um screens well i guess it, that's it seems that you know it's kind of the circle of theme park life they can't just stick with one you know aspect for ever and and i know that's a whole other maybe next time uh you come on we can talk more about the because i know you mentioned there were some star wars stuff that had come out recently and um, yeah, I'm still I'm still reading through all of the announcements that were made. Um, I was caught up in the Disney Skyliner not having air conditioning uh, oh, controversy. That, I will <laughs> never ride that if that's the case. Is that really? Oh, it's true? yes, it's really true. But it's Why? it's gonna have wind. It's gonna have fans blowing wind. It doesn't it's matter. It's a four when, minute. When it when it's the summer, longest you'll ever be in it. It's four minutes. It's gonna be I, fine. I don't know. Like I I couldn't do that in the summer when it's like a hundred and five where it feels like 105 for five four or five minutes yeah but there'll be ventilation and you're high up and you're moving it'll, it'll be they have these in subtropical climates we'll be fine it's, what if it's, stuck? it's a non-issue what if uh, stuck? the fan keeps going if the fan doesn't you pop a window open if. i think the monorail is more miserable than that when you did you see when the monorail got stuck earlier this year and they had to pop open all the windows do they not have because uh, the air conditioning oh it didn't work yeah but it doesn't work when the when the rail is off uh so yeah, at least problems. this has ventilation, you know? True. So I think I, it's, it's like a four minute ride. The longest that if they build it to go all the way to animal kingdom and there, there's problems with the air, then hopefully they fix that. But for now they're really short distances. So Is there a reason fun. why they're not, I mean, why not just add an air conditioning unit? Is there a reason? Why? Money. Oh yeah. Money, <laughs> money, running cost and maintenance cost, And they'll just keep breaking. There's an air conditioner on the friendship boats that, go um to and from the resorts and inside epcot and right. they just leave all the windows open because it's not good enough hmm. so it's not doesn't do the whole boat so they're like no oh, just leave the door open so i think it's a non-issue you'll see it's a non-issue well, for but me, yeah, I'm for me all- personally i i get really overheated e- easily like that's a that i'm that's something i probably could not actually do um like if being, anything you know. people are going to get claustrophobic in these things they're well, that's the tiny. thing like i says it seats eight but i'm thinking like four americans <laughs> well that's that i guess that's more of what i mean where if it was a large open space but i do kind of sometimes get claustrophobic and so if it's a tiny space with no air conditioning and just the idea of it possibly getting stuck in 105 degree you weather, go on mission space mission space at epcot the yeah. little um, yeah. the centrifuge thing. You know air. how tiny it is in there, but they're blowing that wind in your face. Yeah. Because like scientifically, if they blow wind in your face, you won't be claustrophobic. Right. It's kind of like that. They'll be blowing outside air okay. into the cabin, That's so it true. shouldn't be too bad. Because whenever I go on that, I always think like 
thank God for this air, right? Because it, it otherwise yeah. it gets so hot and you know. That's exactly the same thing that'll be doing in the little gondolas, and I think it'll be just fine. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. When when are those supposed to open, anyways, or debut? The I guess. fall, next year, fall. Uh, although all the supports are up and uh, they're putting the wires up soon, they're just building the stations and incorporating it. I think they're waiting till the Riviera Resort is open before they open this officially. Hmm. It's cool. a new DVC resort over by uh, Caribbean Beach. But yeah, they just announced it was going to be fall and it might actually open sooner. Cool. Well, I think that about wraps it up. I know you have to go and I wanted to, for once, keep this one a somewhat shorter length. Well, why don't you tell everyone, uh, I know you've done this before, but where they can follow you and uh, watch your videos and uh, and all that stuff. Yep. Check me out on YouTube, Theme Park Stop by Alicia Stella. And uh, you can find me on Twitter as Alicia Stella. And the website is OrlandoParkStop.com. Cool. All right, everybody. Hope you all enjoyed this little discussion. And thanks again to Alicia for coming on. And I'll see you all next time on the next episode of Yesterworld.